Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. We are back for another mini-sode with all of you lovely ladies listening. So what we're going to do today is I'm going to share a story uh, that happened last year, and uh, we're going to jump into this. So, Okay. <laughs> are you ready, Andressa? <laughs> oh, yes. I'm ready to hear those. You, you've it, heard this it, one a lot. <laughs> I did, and it impacted me so much. And, you know, sharing with the ladies, um, I think that will impact their lives as well as it did in my life. Yeah. Well, good. So, so last year, two major things happened in, in our business, in uh, my, the business that I have with my husband, the DeRosa Group. First, we were under contract to buy our largest asset to date, which was a 198-unit apartment building in, in North Carolina, which was really exciting for us. It was a goal of ours uh, to 10 times our rental portfolio. So it was a really big one for us, and we were on track to achieve it. We had it under contract. Uh, again, this is like probably November timeframe of last year. Mm -hmm. So uh, the second major event in our business was deciding to sell one of our largest assets to date, which was an 18 unit. And that was actually in, uh, located in Northeast Philadelphia. And we weren't planning on selling it, but about six months prior to finding the uh, building in uh, Fayetteville, somebody had approached us and it was like, this is the right time. You know, it's the right time to sell. We were going to be able to do a 1031 exchange, which is in a nutshell, uh, you know, deferring paying capital gains on tax, capital gains taxes on an investment property when, uh, when you sell it. So you're basically rolling that profit into a new purchase. Right. Uh, and you could do research on that. But we said, okay, awesome. So we decided to get that under contract much earlier in the year. So we lined up closing for the 18 unit, uh, it, again, like in the uh, October timeframe. And we needed to find a 1031 exchange company to hold our sales proceeds so that we can roll it into the 198 unit apartment complex later in the year. Okay. So everything kind of has to happen in, in sequence or this just won't happen, you know, won't be able to happen. So my husband had done some research, found a company that was highly recommended on several online sites, uh, had a very professional sounding staff. When we called them, their fees were very reasonable and, you know, we decided to move forward with this company. So we closed on the 18 unit. We wired them uh, the 750000 in proceeds. Uh, some of that was principal, was like our investors, um, you know, principal, and, and then uh, quite a bit of it was profit. So all that money was getting uh, put into the new project in North Carolina. None of our investors wanted their money back. They said, roll it all into the profit as well as their um, kind of original capital into the uh, new project. Okay. So very exciting. North Carolina project continued to proceed, and we were about, about two weeks away from closing of, of the deal. And so we were, okay, we got to get, we got, when we had spoken to, my husband had spoken to the uh, intermediary, the um, 1031 exchange company a few times, but about a week out of closing, he called the office only to get, you know, the voicemail call, no callbacks. And then we kept calling, like, you know, kept calling. We, uh. we had an attorney send a stern email like, Hey, you know, this is getting ridiculous. We're getting closer and closer to closing. We need to know how to get the 750, 750,000 into you know, the, the hands of the, of the new project. So anyway, we did some digging, uh, you know, and we basically found something on, you know, Bigger Pockets uh, forum, and it was an online discussion about this particular company. 
And as we're reading the posts from these investors, our heart like literally just sank because what they were saying was not positive. A lot of them were basically saying that they lost their 1031 money. They're filing, you know, a lawsuit against this company. It just wasn't positive. Um, We're like, okay, this may not be happening to us, but anyway, more digging, more investigation, more digging, talking to some of these investors we found out that this, this company and this gentleman who ran it was basically running a Ponzi scheme for years, taking the 1031 proceeds and using that money to buy his own assets, buy his own, you know, his own real estate and, and wow. who knows what else. So to add to the drama, we found out that this, the, you know, the person in this, you know, in this uh, situation, the one that pretty much took our money was in a car fire and was pretty much unconscious, unconscious in the ICU. All of this happening within 10 days of, uh, of needing the money, $750,000, to close mm. our new project. So, I mean, you could imagine, right, m- you know, yeah. what we were thinking and feeling. Yeah, I remember uh, exactly the day that that happened, that you were trying to explain to me over the phone what was happening. And I was like, we, are we in a twilight zone or, or what's happening? So I jumped in bigger pockets and started looking at what were you saying. And I was like, that's not possible. There's a miscommunication here. We're probably not talking about the same person. You guys are closing in 10 days, super excited about it, had all the, you know, the funds ready to go. I was like, no, 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 this, this, it's a, it's a miscommunication. I was like, and you were like, no, it, it is real. I was like, man, I could, I, I was cursing right and left. I couldn't keep up with that. I mean, I remember the day my husband walked in and he's just like, I'm just like, because it finally sought in, sunk in like what's going on. And like, I started crying. He started crying. Our son never sees us both cry. And he, my son was just like, what happened? What happened? He's four years old. And, and my, my husband's like, um, someone took our, took our money. Someone stole our money. He's like, oh, I have some money and like took out a dollar. You know, I was like, my heart was like, oh my God. It was a rough couple of days. But one thing that we couldn't, we, we had no, we weren't able to give up. Not that we would give up, but we had our investors' money to yes. fight. And, and we also had to get to closing because at least we now had a property. So we had two problems to solve. The first problem was getting funds to get to closing because now we're, um, you know, 750000 shy of, of the amount we're supposed to be uh, bringing to the table. And the second issue is obviously the, you know, the harder one with where our investors, it was our investors' money. So mm-hmm. the first issue, we ended up just tapping into people we knew and people that liked and respect us. And we ended up getting a short-term bridge loan, it's called, basically similar to hard money, but it got us to closing and, uh, you know, and we were able to at least have that. And it wasn't all 750000 because some of that money was startup capital, uh, you, know, ch- you know, improving the property once we got sure. it going. So we actually didn't need seven fifty total. We did, you know, in a, in a long-term perspective. But short-term, we just needed like, I think, half that to get to closing. So mm-hmm. that was a positive. And then we had to raise the, the, the rest. The second problem was the harder one. In other words, how do, you, how do we cover our investors from the 1031 exchange? We had two choices, okay? Now, we could have gone back to them and said, hey, this happened. We're really sorry. And we're going to do our best to get the money back. Or we had the other choice where we could have given up 
percent, a percentage of what we own in the building. Now, we don't own 100% of the 198. That's how we're able to do these projects. We owned, uh, you know, we were going to own probably about 23% or something in that ballpark. We ended up having to give 18% of our 23. So we own very little of the building right now. Um, however, we were able to make up all the, call them shares of our investors. So now they're not getting their money back, but they're getting their percentage in the new building as Makes they would sense. if the 750,000 was real. It was, you know, it was there. Sure. So, you know, it, it was really hard. Um, my husband worked really hard on the project. So, um, you know, to own a smaller percentage of it, it you know, it's hard, but it's the right thing to do. And I think that's, I think what I want to share. I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> it's still yeah. uh, fairly recent. Yeah. But um, when you raise money, you have to do whatever it takes to protect people's money. And it's really hard because that means you put sometimes your own goals um, aside, but it's the right thing to do. And um, and if you're not ready to do that, then you might not want to raise private money. Absolutely. And I I know raising private money is very, you know, sexy. It's very people, you know, my husband's written a book about it. So it's a a very popular topic. But I I just say this to all of you listening that um, you have to do whatever it takes to protect people's money. And if you're not willing to do that, or if it's just too hard to do that, then wait till you have enough money yourself. I mean, it's as simple as that. Um, Absolutely. I I think that the conversation that I had with both of you separately, and I said the same thing because it was very hard. I was having a hard time swallowing it so I could see how hard it was for you guys to go through it. And what I wanted to make sure you guys were very, very clear is that you didn't do it. Somebody took it. So it's not that you guys didn't take care of of the money and you misleading your investors and everything else. And you both put your interest and aside at that moment and you gave up 18% of the ownership of all the hard work that you both have put into it to just protect the the investor's money and beyond that your integrity inside in this in this it just doesn't matter if it is a hundred units if it is a single unit of course it doesn't really matter what comes down to private lending and i had that conversation with you guys and the number one thing was not even you or matt was just like the investor's funds how can we figure that out and matt was writing the book at that time and we had this conversation about really sharing what happened because if we learn from the mistakes and somebody out there will not lose a dollar because of it, because they read it, I think you guys have done a more than exceptional job. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And it, you know, here my husband's in the middle of writing this book on raising private money. And that's a story we tell in the book. I mean, you know, and, and it just needs to be told. I, I, the other learned lesson is that you never know everything in this business. And, you know, we've been investing since 2004. We've, we've, we've bought a lot of property. We've sold property. You know, we've done a lot of different things. And this happened. And, you know, I think it just goes to show you no matter how seasoned you get in this business, like just stay grounded, stay humble, 
and learn every, from every situation because you, you could be prepared and, and think you know everything and have everything ready to go. But, um, you know, things, yes. things shift and things change. And last thing is don't give up. I mean, there were moments where like, I'm like, why the F are we doing this, right? This is like hard, you know, I'll go, go back to doing what I was doing. It's a lot, you know, easier in some ways. But, you know, I, I think we never wanted to throw in the towel. Yes. So not, not because of this situation, but in, in the past, even our business, because, because you're going to get better from it and you're able to make it right. So you do and you, you do what you need to do and you put one step in front of the other. And over the past year, we raised the rest of the money and we're working hard to get that other money back. So we're not giving up. There's a whole litigation going on and moving and we're moving on with the building. We're acting as if we own hundred percent of the building. Exactly. So, you know, you, you move forward, you learn and you grow and, um, yeah, that's what I wanted to share today. And I'm so proud of you guys. I, you know, you're, you're my friends, but I'm so proud of you guys as human beings in Thank this you. world. Thank you. And keep, keep trying to get better. So with that, that's our uh, emotional mini-sode for today. Hope you guys got something from it and uh, take something and use it in your own businesses. So thanks for listening. Awesome, ladies. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.